We've just witnessed a crazy game week. Game week nine was the second highest scoring week of the season. The, f- the highest scoring week was actually game week one, where the average scores were 69 points. And this week it was a little bit lower on 64. But I think the fact that Salah banged Mason Mount, if you had him, great, great job. He banged as well. And then also Foden. So if you had though if you were fortunate to have all three then you were really really cooking this week but yeah so greg i know that you really killed it this past weekend man talk us through that hey Clyde, how's it going yeah I, it was a it was really amazing week um i mean i you know we always spoke about wild cards and uh, a couple of weeks ago when i clicked the button i said to you Usually my, my team that I, that I change uh, scores more points than my wildcard does. But this has been my best wildcard ever by far. I've gone from uh, 266,000 in the world to the top 10k all the way to 7k. So I got 120 points this week. I got the captain right with, with Salah who obviously had a massive haul. Wow, and, that's and, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then I just had also I had, I took a risk with James and Chilwell and they both both returned and I had Foden. So it was just one of those weeks where everything went right. I think it's the, probably my biggest single uh, game week uh, score ever without a chip being used. So you just and, missed uh, Mason Mount in your team and then you would have had every single player who hauled this I, week. I, I think <laughs> if I had Mount in my team, I might have been on for uh, for game week uh, rank of, of first. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an insane week it really was um and it, it was just it was a you know i still had a, a, a couple bricks here and there Cancelo, ramsdale zaha tony but it's amazing if you, you take the right uh, sort of risks on, on on certain players it really can turn out well and and obviously the captain choice this week was was huge if you got that wrong Salah really did punish you and i thought about chilwell so much and then after that first game when chilwell hauled you know it, it was so funny because a mate of mine messaged me and he said, uh, "Did you did you captain Chilwell in the end?" And I because obviously he just scored 12 points, and I said no. And the problem is that even if I had, I'd be watching the game tomorrow with my like behind the couch because I'd still be scared <laughs> to watch the game. And, and it turns out is that like that's my reasoning was exactly right. I mean, the, the man is just on fire at the moment, Mo Salah. Well. I I won't say I, I decided to bet against Salah. I just decided, well, I suppose if there was any week to try something different, it was this one because of the fixture, I suppose. And so I and I had Son in my team, so I decided, well, I have him. Why not give him a try, right? That yeah. that was there wasn't really. I won't say it was. I didn't. I put much thought into it. It was just one of those. It was like, okay, you know what? There's really not that many options going around. I'm just going to stick it on on Son as a differential this week and see how it goes. And it obviously didn't pay off. In saying that, over there, yeah, I didn't captain Salah. Disappointed with that one, but I can't really complain about it because ultimately I made that choice, right? But I got 81 points, so actually 77 because I took a minus four and uh, i saw a red arrow so i think this week the safety score was something like 90 it was absolutely ridiculous so yeah it 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 was a brutal week and uh so so yeah that was about it i i brought in uh Mbeumo and uh, who was the other one that i brought in and and Chilwell. i brought in Mbeumo and Chilwell for size and Grealish. 
And I, even though I took a hit, I just managed to get away with taking it because... Uh, so, I mean, Grealish finally gets a return after I remove him out of my team. <laughs> so Always he, happens like that, huh? Exactly. You know, so he got six points, which I suppose is not bad in the grand scheme of things. It's it's manageable. And then size got one point. So with the minus four, that was effectively, I took a minus 11, you could say. And uh, just Chilwell himself wiped out that deficit. And then Mbeumo ended up getting injured and taken off before 60 minutes so he got one point so i came out with a net of two points you know so uh, will you just let me know who you're bringing in this week because i just want to know who's going to be injured for the following week yeah yeah i i keep on attracting these players it's, it's crazy <laughs> every time you make a transfer the player gets injured within 45 minutes oh, it doesn't even last like, a first, doesn't even last a half exactly or oh, like armstrong doesn't play james all of them all my transfers yeah <laughs> And, and it was so frustrating watching James get 13 points uh, after. Yeah, but anyway, so it was that. And then even the previous week, I t- you know, I, I've been speaking so much about taking hits. And two weeks in a row now, I've taken a hit and I've come out with exactly a plus two. Because the previous week, Armstrong didn't play, but Son got nine points. And then the two players that I removed was Ronaldo and MacArthur, who only scored three points in total. So three plus the minus four, it was effectively a minus seven. So I, I've managed to get away with it twice. I'll see if I could get away with it for a third week in a row, <laughs> if, if I'm feeling a bit spicy with my transfers. Yeah, but, uh, sometimes those hits pay off, but uh, yeah, it, it, it is difficult. You've got to, you really have to get them right because yeah. it can be quite costly. No, definitely. And I, but look, in this case, I said this is so well. The yeah. fixtures just look too good. I feel that I... And look, like I said, previous week saw and this week chill well. They both kind of wiped out those deficits and given me a little bit of a plus. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about that. And the other thing, I'd, you know, um, I'd like to talk about is, you know, I think this weekend, has, these results have really caused almost like mass hysteria in the FPL community. I've seen so many people lose their minds and just lose their shit over the last few days. And... It's amazing how missing out on on a captaincy hall, you know, what it can do to people. And it's Mm. like, it's almost like it's, people have reduced it to, if I want to say, looking at the game week and saying, oh, well, I had a bad game week because I didn't captain Salah. Well, you know, we were talking about it off air as well. And we were saying, you know what, if you're relying on a captaincy for Salah to say you have a good week, then you know what, maybe there's a fault with the rest of your team, you know, because... I mean, I look at my team specifically, right? I'm sure, you know, there's somebody else who has a similar team to me. The difference is that instead of a Rafinha or Umbeumo, they have a Mount or a Foden in their team. And even if they had a captaincy blank, they still hit 100 points. I mean, I got to 81 points and my captain son blanked. So, I mean, in a normal game, we could say, okay, 80 points is all right. But I think people are oversimplifying the impact. Like, yes, Salah did do damage to rankings. There's no doubt about that over there. But just, you know, putting your game week on Salah alone is, I think, you know, it's an oversimplification. I mean, in my case specifically, I had players like Antonio, Gray and Jimenez all return as well, you know. So, I mean, without their returns, even a Salah captaincy would have been watered down as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it is. It's 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 amazing how people. I think they see that captain armband and the forty-eight points underneath the guy's name, and they think that their season's over, and everyone starts to panic. But what people don't realize is that you know, it, it's such an insanely long game this that we're playing. It's thirty-eight game weeks. It's it's almost a year of our lives that we spend, you know, tinkering and 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 so much time and effort goes into it, and in the end of the day. These, they're going to be these massive swings along the way, but you, you know, like I, I, there was a guy I think a few years ago who who actually who won FPL, and he was I think with like eight weeks left, he was something like 150 points behind the the, the leader, and he ended up winning the whole thing. So it really is important to to remember that it, it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and and you know one game week of getting the captain wrong is. It's it's probably not even a wrong decision. You you you're just in the, in the on the on the bad end of variance. You know, if you went for a for a Chelsea player and and it didn't come right, you, they scored seven goals and you just got unlucky that your player didn't score. Um, you know, if you went for someone else, you just got unlucky because as long as it was an informed decision, there's just such massive massive variance on a weekly basis. So, I, my advice to everyone would be just don't don't make any rash moves. Uh, have a look at your team. Make sure that you've got the guys in there that you want, and if you don't, just slowly, slowly change it to the guys that you do want. Um, but don't do anything crazy because the, not making more, not compounding your mistakes is, is the most important thing now. Yeah, don't take unnecessary hits and now start playing for team value and stuff like that. And what people don't realize as well is like if you look at Sunday night's price rises, Salah, Mount, Foden all increased in price. And I'm thinking, but people, there's an, there's a, there's a, what you call this, the, is it EFL Cup ties or Carabao Cup or whatever you call it, you know, mm. and in, in midweek. And what if injuries happen to this? Like the bigger teams, maybe they're more, the bigger clubs, they won't play their first team players. But what about your support staff as well? Like the likes of a Brentford and so on, you know? So, mm. yeah, I, I think, you well, know. Well, we've, we've seen already news tonight that uh, Asper Lecurta has got an injury. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so that's yeah. just come out. So he's, um, so I, I mean, really, like, it's not, it's not just, it's not just the, the games that you've got to worry about. It's, it's things that can happen in training. It's maybe knocks that, guys picked up over the weekend that no one really yep. saw yeah and it's really important to wait for those those press conferences at the end of the week um not worry about point zero, 0. 0.1 million here and 0. 0.1 million there because at the end of the day um having to take a minus four uh, point hit is is huge so wait for that that those press conferences and wait for the news to come out on who's fit and who's not and then make an informed decision yeah and i think We've mentioned this so many times, but if there's any season where you don't need to worry about price changes, this season is probably it because there's only one premium who's really firing. So yeah. that means you don't need to be having two or three double you know, digit players in your team. So, with, I mean, the, this week, this past weekend, I have I had like 3 million in the bank. Oh, I have 3 million in the bank right now because I haven't made any transfers yet. The previous week, I had like 1.5 million in the bank as well. So, I mean, it, it just shows that like if you can keep money in the bank, which is very much possible this season, then you really don't need to be worrying about any price rises either. Well, well let me let you into a little secret. I just got probably my biggest game week score ever. And you know what my bank balance is? 5.2 million. 
yeah that's insane <laughs> yeah i mean that, that's that just amazing. shows you yeah. it just absolutely shows you that you don't need to be spending your whole budget you know i, I took out lukaku and brought tony in so i've got a, a massive 5.2 million just sitting there doing nothing at the moment and i scored 120 points and yeah exactly and and the flexibility that that offers you as well over the next few weeks to jump onto a one or two week punt or whatever the case may be mm. means that you don't need to you probably don't need to even look at the price changes for the next few weeks if you chose not to well i'll tell you what my my fingers are itching to click that uh, transfer <laughs> button to get to get sun into my team because I really am. I'm scared. I'm scared to watch any more Spurs games without Son in my team. He well, really has looked fantastic. Against Sunday's, if Sunday's game was any evidence, it's not much to go by. But he did miss a good chance in the first half. I think. Yeah. It's interesting because I mean, I've, I think that's probably the first time I've ever seen him miss a chance like that. And, and it's you just expect him to put it away in the bottom corner like every single time, and just this insane conversion rate. But it's crazy. Yeah. And 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 you see, it just shows such small margins. I mean, if that goes in. Okay. All of a sudden, that goal is worth ten points, and you know when Son scores, it probably means bonus points as well. Yeah. I could have probably easily hit ten points and and collected another what like fourteen points or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden my game week, even though I missed out on the on the captaincy all of Salah, you know your game week just looks so much different all of a sudden. You know, so yeah, and uh, so yeah, man, and. Uh, well, you know what? I suppose last week was a lot to take in, but let's look forward to to game week ten. Can you believe it? And so, yeah, man. Now we were talking about captaincies last week. Is it much more straightforward of who the captaincy pick is, or the king captaincy pick is this weekend? <laughs> well, I, I think uh, there are not too many who are going to sway from uh, Mo Salah this week. I think after being burned last week, and, and again in the numbers, we spoke about it last week. He, his numbers are just so unbelievably far ahead of everyone else, and this week is no different. Um, for me, I think the the sort of closest. Uh, um, any other players will come this week is, is probably uh, some of the City players Grealish, Foden um, I like Foden at the moment so with, with his I mean we've spoken about him before but he really seems to be in form so I think Foden would definitely be a, be a pick for me Gundogan is a, an outside pick coming back from, from injury he looks like he's, he's back in the side and uh, you know there's always the forgotten man and you, old uh, Sadio Mane you know he, he was rested last week so I think a few people have mentioned slight concerns that Salah might might get rested. I don't think uh, it's too likely, but you know you, you you kind of have an outside shot with uh, with someone like Sadio Mane if you if you really want to look at something spicy this week. Whoa, imagine Mane as a spicy pick. Who would have thought that, that would be? <laughs> you think he's a legit pick, right? But I, I suppose look, you know, I, I realize I've been playing the spicy pick game wrong all season. It, I really, now it, it makes sense that anybody but Salah is the spicy pick. <laughs> oh, exactly. I think that's how the rest of the season's going to be. I mean, it, are you brave enough slash stupid enough not to not to go with uh, yeah, Mo Salah? Yeah. I think like the the only times okay, well, it seems like I've got away with it for the most part so far. Like game week one, we a lot of us captain Bruno, but Salah kind of matched him, so either way we were fine. In game week three, I captained Son, and both Son and Salah scored exactly the same. And I think it was a, it was 
it was just this past weekend and the game against City that I didn't captain Salah apart from that over there. Okay. I can't remember who I captained in that game week against City, but all I know is this one was the most costly, you know. But yeah, look, uh, it seems like everybody's set on the on the idea of Salah being this permanent captain at least for a very long time, which means that I mean, going back to what we were talking about earlier, you're gonna everybody's gonna have to be really smart with how they go about managing the rest of their team, making sure that they're picking you know players for the you know targeting the right fixtures. It's gonna it, once captaincy comes out of the way you know your team management just becomes so much more important as well yeah the margins are much smaller when you know when there's not when there are fewer big swings when it comes to these these captain picks um you know one of the sites um on on twitter this week released their you know which 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 one of their users had, had scored the most captain points the, the whole season and then they said can anyone beat this and it was like 250 points or something crazy and uh then they, then they actually replied to their own tweet and they said, uh, oh, we've just realized that he just captained Salah every single game week. And when, <laughs> when you opened up the picture, he literally triple captained Salah the first week and captained Salah every other week. And he'd scored the most points out of anyone, in the, like in the, basically any one of their users. So it just shows you that, is that something that you really have the balls to go against? I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to pick your fixtures very, very, very well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when you, Liverpool are playing Chelsea or City, those are the only two games that you would really consider not captaining Salah just because yeah. he's probably not going to score a hat-trick, you know? Yeah, I, I look, I suppose I should ask for my for my triple captain chip back from the previous week and ask if they can just push it to... to just to, one to, week further. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you, you, you would have been a very happy man. That's 72 points. Somebody did it. <laughs> some, so one of those screenshots I saw had Salah as the triple captain with Foden and Mount in the same team. Wow. Yeah. Look, I'm sure that's a casual player <laughs> because no, they, they, I have my doubts that that person is serious because no serious player really triple cap with triple captain Salah in that fixture. And the other thing is, very few serious people have Mount either. So that, that those were the that's two true. red flags for me. Yeah, he was yeah. almost a forgotten man, and until he yeah. just uh, popped up and he wasn't even playing the previous weeks that yeah. much, you know. So yeah, look, yeah, I suppose he was better than the the the, the Kai Havertz bandwagon that started on Friday. So yeah. yeah, that's that's one that I didn't really understand. I must be honest. I yeah, was, uh, I didn't understand it either. I couldn't get my head around that one. I was uh, if if I was going to captain anyone, it was going to it was always going to be Chilwell. It was it, uh, habits never really even came into my thought uh, thought process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So now looking at uh, game week ten fixtures. So the first one is Leicester and Arsenal, right? Now Leicester seem to have a bit of a resurgence. They've won two games in a row, and for a change, they decided to only concede one and not two goals for uh, <laughs> you know and, and you know Schmeichel spoils me this week, past weekend he 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 only conceded one and he got three three uh, three saves so one point for three saves so yeah I got three points out of him you know I now, mean, it's like three, three game weeks worth all, all at once yeah all at once <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I, I, I still can't believe how badly that one they went but Leicester and Arsenal. Arsenal look they look good against Villa as well. I mean a few people took you know, quite a few people took punts on Smith Rowe and so on. Mm. Now, uh yeah, I mean, what do you make of this fixture? Because it seems to be two teams on the up at the moment. 
Yeah, look, I think it's it's sort of middle middle of the road the road in terms of uh, predicted goals for this one. Uh, Arsenal are twenty eight percent to keep a clean sheet, and Leicester are twenty two percent. It looks sort of like a, a, a one one draw to me. Um, Leicester have looked a hell of a lot better with uh, Inacho, uh back from back in the team. Um, I, I don't understand why he hasn't been starting from from the beginning of this after he had such an amazing uh, end of the season last year. Um, so yeah, they look a, a much better team with him around. Um, Arsenal they projected to score one point five goals, and Leicester one point two six. So it's it's going to be you know I think a pretty close affair. You're looking at one one two one type of type of result. So uh, Yuri Tillemans has turned into a a gold machine now. He scores. It seems like he just deals with crackers every week, right? He's like a sniper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's it's absolutely insane, but yeah, look, uh, it it just feels like one of those where you wouldn't want to go for him. I, I I'm I'm just putting it out there. If anybody's thinking about getting Tillemans, please, it's a trap. It's not gonna work out. Yeah, look, maybe exactly. maybe that will be my famous last words, you know. But um, no, man, it's it's just one of those where you just can't rely on him. But interestingly, now you know, uh, Vardy got injured, so we don't know if he'll play or not this weekend and he was quite heavily transferred in i think he was the most transferred in player or was it children i can't remember but um yeah it's going to be interesting to see because if people will decide to go for ian archer or if people might decide to try and go for pats and daka as well yeah like i, I you know you, you don't really want any like sort of short-term picks so i, I would think that um, yeah, Nacho, is, we, we're still not 100% convinced he's going to start every game. So there's there's some big rotation risk there. Um, his numbers haven't been, I mean, they're, they're not fantastic, you know, yet. So well, I'm, I'm not really general, convinced. And don't, yeah. even, even Vardy himself, I mean, we, we've spoken about this before. He's a stat buster anyway. But mm. Leicester's numbers in general aren't looking that good either. Yeah, I think if there's anyone you want from Leicester, it's Vardy, and that's probably where it starts and ends. Unless you like me with Schmeichel, then he's he's my set and forget goalkeeper. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the rap for that bad advice early on. <laughs> no, dude, it's like I, I completely understand because even when I looked at it and I saw those fixtures, I'm like, yeah, I can see a few clean sheets here and those there. Those fixtures looked really good, and then it the defense really just amazing, absolutely yeah. crumbled. It was another another cloud transfer in special. Uh, I've been breaking players all over the place. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Arsenal now. There's some interesting picks. I mean, naturally, you, I mean, okay, there's Smith Rowe, which I think we discussed him a few weeks ago and we weren't too keen on him. But mm. now, I mean, look, when somebody puts up numbers, you have to at least, you know, speak about them. And then there's Aubameyang, who is just below 10 million. He's had a price drop or whatever. What, what do you make of, of the Arsenal picks at the moment? Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm. I'm also. I'm not seeing the, the Arsenal picks as, as ones for me. You know, if I look at Smith Rowe, I think he's he's around 101st, 102nd on my model, and uh, Obama Yang, he's sitting at 41st, and and it, with his price tag, that's that's insane. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah. Um. Really, uh, that's just for the next six game weeks. So, yeah, for me. I'm still on a hard avoid for for Smith Rowe. I'd far rather have a guy like Mbwemo, um, you know, Rafinha, 
there's just and then you know the other guy that's really popped up you know if he starts playing uh, is Leon Bailey from Aston Villa oh if yeah he he's an if interesting he, one yeah if he yeah. gets some starts I think I think between those three I mean you know Bailey's been injured pretty much the whole season every time you know the first game he, he kind of got into it he got injured again so yeah, yeah, now yeah that he came fit, on against Everton he smashed it for 20 minutes and then got yeah. injured and went off yeah exactly. and then yeah so no uh, he, he's a very exciting player I mean if he stays fit I mean yeah he, I, I think I'd definitely have you know probably make him my seventh attack or something like that then. yeah it's 6.4 million you can't go wrong so yeah I, th- I think they're just far better options and uh, Aubameyang I don't even need to get started on it's just an absolute waste of waste of money at, at, at this point yeah all right and uh, defensive options from Arsenal will you still look at any one of those look I've, I've got Ramsdale I think I think he is probably the best value goalkeeper um, and that's again I'm not I'm not looking at anyone else there's there's just so many other options at the moment the, the defenders are bringing in huge returns so for me I'm, I'm, I'm really going for the you know, targeting the the big five when it comes to to who I want in defence. I've got Trent, Chilwell, James, Cancelo, um, and Livermento. So I've I've literally got the big five because now I mean Livermento must be in there, right? The the the, the, the templatest of template defences. That's, exactly. that's about it. <laughs> and I mean, and then they scored like almost forty points last week. I had Livermento's nine points on the bench. Imagine imagine I'd been able to use that as well. Awesome, amazing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's Livermento is just such gold, and he hit the bar just before he could score yeah. that goal. It was crazy. I mean, imagine two goals in one game. Wow, that that would have just set everything on fire (laughs) yeah and then Brentford and Burnley now I think Burnley the less said the better but Maxwell Cornet I mean he he looked good right I mean he seems to be one of those where the numbers probably in a Burnley team will never be great but he seems to be one of those where you feel like he's going to be involved in a lot of goal goal involvements for Burnley at least from the eye test at least yeah, I think he does look good. It's just a question of how many goals can can Burnley score, um, and you know I think that's why you know the, their opposition this week is far more interesting. Like uh, jumping on Brentford assets now really does does make a whole lot of sense. You know, they've got yeah, Burnley, those next Norwich. three games, the big the the, the big three. <laughs> yeah, in Burnley, terms of Norwich, it. Newcastle. I yeah, mean, and yeah. then you've got Everton at Everton at home afterwards, and Everton just got far from Watford. So. Um, really really great fixtures coming up Brentford have looked so good the whole season now's their chance to convert that so I think you know it's it's really interesting because right at the top of my model in in fourth place you'll never guess who it is but uh, but Tony at, at 6.5 million he, he's actually ranked fourth um, so for the next six game weeks just because of how good those fixtures are and just because of you know he, he just he is producing the numbers and he, and he certainly produced them in the in the championship last season so I think I think he's going to be the guy that you you you'd be. I'd actually be very scared not to have Son or Tony in the next in the next six weeks. Yeah, uh, I've also got him on my on my short list if you want to put it that way because I need to. I have an Adam Armstrong shaped problem in my team now. <laughs> so like it doesn't look like he's going to get his place back anyway. And mm. uh, so yeah. I, and I've got the money to do it. There's a few that I, that I've shortlisted, which I'll go through now. But he's definitely high up. Well, him, Wilson, Foden, and then also I don't have City defenders at the moment, and that might cost me if they do keep a clean sheet. But so those are kind of like the players I'm looking at. I at least want to get 
those bases covered and i think i'm i'm, I'm sorted but yeah this run of of uh, it's so it's so it's so uh, uh, interesting that Brentford and Chelsea just played each other like what two weeks ago and now they have the same combination of three teams you know the 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 big three in EP, in FPL over the next few weeks which is quite uh, nice from a planning perspective as well <laughs> yeah it's nice when you get these little bunches of of good fixtures and you can actually make uh, you know some some transfers that you probably wouldn't have been able to had it been broken up yeah yeah uh, yeah, so that's why I'm looking to maybe double up on, on, on Brentford over the next few weeks and see how it goes. Yeah, I think I think that's a good plan with with those with Tony and Mbwema, uh You know, if he if he's uh, fit, then yeah, if, at that at those price points, it's just nice to have a stronger bench anyway. So yeah. even if you're not able to play them in your in your starting eleven, it's it, it really helps your overall. Yeah, your and, overall and, squad. and from the goalkeeper perspective, the David Raya as well. So yes. he at four point was it four point six, four point seven, whatever. Yeah, he he becomes a good option as well. Yeah, for sure. And then you know Liverpool and Brighton. So now, I mean, we Brighton were looking resolute in defense at least for a long while, and then they played City and they really got battered. And you know, when I looked at that, the way City were playing, they looked so so amazing. I thought that that performance could not be topped this weekend. And then Liverpool came along, right? But do you see more of that type of of, of situation for Brighton this upcoming game week? I just don't think there's a team in the world that can stop Liverpool right now. That they just you're not gonna the only way you beat Liverpool is score more goals than them because you're not gonna stop them from scoring. You're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a clean sheet very yeah. easily. And it seems like Liverpool have found a way to start breaking down teams who even try parking the bus or disrupt play. Like if you look at Atletico Madrid as well, I think mm. the only team that they've really struggled against was Chelsea uh, this season. When especially that second half with playing against ten men, but that was an ultra defensive performance, you know. But apart from that over there, I think they they've really found a way. So yeah, even even though Brighton's numbers were fairly good before that defensively, I I think yeah, um, it, I mean we've spoken about it. Salah captain, I mean in between all of this, Trent has flown under the radar. He's got another double digit haul this. Um, the 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 season he got he reached 10 points as well yeah yeah i, I mean it was interesting because before the before this fixture run actually came up you know obviously i was playing my wild card and i thought do i want trends i've obviously got the the good watford game and then i've got you know united it's not a great fixture and then you know i looked at the at the numbers of my model and i was like my model's telling me it's it's not a not a bad fixture for trends and even though like even though his clean sheet's not going to be that high against united the, the guy's going to return some points and that's the thing with him is his attacking ability is just so huge that the clean sheets are almost like a bonus it's almost like you get this extra four point bonus plus bonus points plus everything else that comes along with it um he's just an absolute machine you just you, there's just no ways that you can cannot have a, a, a guy that good in your, in your team you, yeah. it's also one of those scary things to not have trends in your team at the moment and and, and i mean just looking at the numbers over here as well i mean uh, I'm, I'm just seeing out of the nine games he's played seven of them so far he's only blanked in one which was brentford even the game against chelsea where we didn't keep a clean sheet and he didn't get an attacking return he ended up picking two bonus points picking up two bonus points in that game and yeah. you're talking about seven appearances, 
and so seven appearances and three double digit hauls i mean that is just insane man it's a uh, it's absolutely incredible returns i mean i'm looking at these numbers he's probably the best value player in the game right now yeah it's remarkable i mean look his price tag is not it's not small okay it's it's but a it's decent price it. tag he's got but it's <laughs> it's it's so worth it he really there's a reason there's that price tag there he he is by far the best defender i in, mean if you look at, at any any midfielders in that price range of 7.58 million he's outscoring all of them anyway well i mean he, he ranks sixth overall in my model I yeah mean, the only guys ahead of him are foden tony mane son and salah i mean and those are the guys that are that are the big haulers you know what i mean yeah. so those are guys challenging for golden boots and stuff yeah. like that like yeah so i mean yeah you know most often those are like the top scorers in the team you know so yeah it's yeah i was just looking like among all of this talk of you know all, all the 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 big hauls this week you know Trent just consistently keeps on giving you know it's absolutely incredible you know and yeah um so and uh, in in terms of doubling up on Liverpool st- uh, forwards now do you think uh, it might be worth taking a punt look i i don't think there's there's any need to do that i think um the problem is that between Salah and Trent all the bonus points are pretty much sucked up every week so yeah you you start to go for for other liverpool attackers uh, i think that's why a lot of people have sort of you know jota's been scoring points but he, he never really like you never feel you you always feel a little bit like almost empty with with jota even even when he scores points because he, he's just never going to get you those bonus points he's never going to get you you know the, those massive hauls that you're going to be getting with with salah um and, and with trends so i think if, if you know as far as i'm concerned i think if you stick with those two and then you try and give up give your side a bit of balance because as as amazing as as liverpool have been there's going to be that game week where something something strange happens there's a brick there's something you know just a ridiculous week we see it all the time um and that's where you need the balance of other players yeah other teams. definitely definitely now i i agree with you there because i could see like you know naturally after these type of games people look to like you know try and double up or whatever but you know i must say you know that was the one big piece of advice that i or something that i've learned of you this season is where you know just do not try and double up on well like we have the situation now with like chelsea or city defenders where they're so good that it makes it worth it but in terms of the attackers and so on i have not seen the value of doing it so far this season anyway yeah 100% and brighton look shame not this week i mean if you've got sanchez and maybe you got another keeper to rotate with try doing it i suppose <laughs> he might yeah. be in for for some, some safe some points, points maybe yeah. but you know that will offset his minus points but that's about it really eh? yeah i'd say if you've got a brighton defender you just got to hope that he doesn't get auto subbed into your side somehow <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then city versus palace now palace have looked quite resurgent i mean uh, benteke probably could have got six goals himself he only <laughs> scored one i mean i watched that game i don't know if you watched it as well but he was extremely wasteful his finishing was so bad yet he he scored and then right at the end he's, he scored another one but it got dis- disallowed and uh, for a foul in the box from a set piece now yeah it's so so well look i i just thought i'll throw them in there it was useless information anyway uh, against newcastle but uh, yeah city versus palace this should be an interesting one because palace have looked okay 
not convincing by any means but this is going to be a huge test for them yeah like this is going to be i think another very one-sided affair we've got um you know city are, are projected to score 2.6 goals against against palace so i think crystal palace have a seven percent chance of a, of a clean sheet this week that's that's pretty low um <laughs> so yeah. i think we're going to see a city wipe out um you know, these you definitely want to be targeting. You know, hope you've got to play a bit of Pep Brulette if you if you're into that. Um, for me, the Foden is is the clear clear pick at the moment, and probably Gundogan. I would I would say is the guy that I'm certainly considering uh, as as the next option because great price seems to, he was definitely nailed on last season, and I would think that that that's not really going to change this season once he's fit. So and and ability to score like we saw last week. So. Um, yeah, in terms of city assets, it would be those two, and then obviously in defence you've got uh, Cancelo and Diaz, who, who are the main the main options. Yeah, I, I got so lucky because what I do is like you know I use the live FPL or you know a, a game um, site during the the game weeks, not to check my overall ranking, but to see what impact those players are having on my ranking, yeah. and I don't have any uh, city defenders at the moment and I've, I've wanted to get one in for weeks but there's always some other fire that I need to put out and I tell you that the the clean sheet wipeout was the difference between seeing a red arrow and swung me back to a green arrow that's how they that's how uh, brutal it would have been I mean I would have already been seeing red on Saturday let alone the Salah captaincy hall you, you, you know so yeah man it, it, it feels like that's the one glaring uh, gap in my in, in my squad at the moment. Yeah, I, I, if 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 I was going to go anyone, I think Cancelo is the is the man. He, well, he looks nailed at the moment. He, he looks nailed at the moment. I think this. You know, I think he he'll probably play nine out of ten. There will be there will be the odd rotation, but you know we've we've spoken about that already. That's going to happen in across the board this I think this season. But he's so, the main man right he's now. He's the main man for yeah. sure. And then Newcastle and Chelsea, it's time to captain Havertz again, I think, you know, <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> but yeah, how unfortunate. So seven goals, 14 goal involvements and zero for Havertz. How I mean, does it's, that it's, even work? That's quite incredible. I mean, can you imagine being a, a Havertz captain, uh, logging on and seeing the score 7-0 and you're giving yourself fist pumps already and then you and then you open up the, <laughs> open up the details and he's got no... Assists Apparently, he was the only outfield player to not have a return. A yeah. return. I, it's, it's I need truly, to go and check that for myself. Amazing. But I, I yeah. can't believe that. that. That's incredible. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it really, it really is mad. Wow. But you know, I think I think if you've got habits, I, I wouldn't be rushing him out. I think. Yeah. No, you know, I think you've got some really good fixtures coming up: uh, Newcastle and Burnley. You know, keep you, you've you've played. You, you that's the choice you've made. Now give him a chance. At least give him the three the three games to try and get you something. Um, switching to Mount from Havertz, I think, is you just you're making a it's you, a trap. You chase, it's a trap. You're chasing yeah. points. Rather just stick with your decision and and use your use your transfers elsewhere, and and hope that Havertz is the guy that returns uh, this week. Yeah, and then uh, you look. Uh, Wilson still looks great value. Obviously, I think if you want to bring him in, maybe just not this week. But mm. look, he he's the guy who it looks like if anybody's going to score. I mean, we've spoken about this so many times. 
he is involved in uh, such a high percentage of Newcastle's goals. It's it's yeah. truly incredible. I mean, you know, I brought him straight back into my wildcard and team. He and, scores and twice. he scores twice. <laughs> scored each week. And like we spoke about, he's not going to. He, he doesn't necessarily score the hat tricks, but every week you log on, you check your points, and and Wilson scored a Wilson's goal. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it really is amazing. And uh, yeah, look, he's got a, a tough run coming up. They've got Chelsea, Brighton. Uh, Brentford, which I think is going to be a tough game, and uh, and Arsenal away, and then the then the fixtures start getting juicy. Norwich, Burnley, so I think if you if you so he's you, playing Norwich and Burnley, so the 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 big three are playing. There's some 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 relegation <laughs> six pointers as well. Exactly, wow. that's amazing. Yeah, no, look, and and look, you wouldn't even put it past him getting you know a few returns against. Okay, maybe Chelsea, not so much, but. The, even those games against Arsenal and Brighton and so on, really, he, he might be in, 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 in with some returns as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is, you know, for me, I've got him in my team, so I'm, I'm going to hold him. Um, I'm going to bench him this week against Chelsea just because of how good their defence is. Um, but I'm going to be holding him and, and playing him in, in game week 11 onwards. And if you don't have him, I think certainly you should be targeting game week 14 as a as a big big player to consider because he really is he really is a class act yeah brilliant and then Watford and Southampton what did what the hell happened there Josh King decided well he's going <laughs> to turn into you know a, a, a prime goal poacher and just absolutely smashed Everton man it was it was something really really weird <laughs> I don't just, know what I mean, to, yeah that was it. that was a real surprise result it was it was crazy but I mean, look at Ranieri having a, having an impact straight away. I mean, baptism of fire with uh, with Liverpool the first game, and then and then he goes and, and scores then, five. Next then he goes game. and scores five the next game, and like you you you've got to hand it to some managers just have this this magic about them, and I think for me he's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And look, I mean, uh, there's still some attacking assets there: Emmanuel Dennis, Ismail Assar. Yeah, well, Josh King now, since we need Josh King, you know, that's what we do in FPL. <laughs> but yeah, over the next few weeks, I suppose we can keep an eye on them as well and see if, if the numbers that they're putting up is good, then we can consider some budget options there as well. Yeah, like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be rushing to get them in just yet. Uh, Watford Southampton's going to be pretty low scoring game. We've got Southampton at 34% for a clean sheet. We've got um, Livramento there, so that number yeah, just goes up anyway. Ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Watford at 21%. And yeah, Watford are only projected to score 1.09 goals. So you're not exactly targeting Watford assets. And Southampton, I think, are 1.54. So it's going to be a very low scoring game. Yeah. And then another budget option has emerged in Southampton by the look of it. For 5 million is Armando, Armando Broja, who scored yeah. two, two in a row now. He, he picked up a knock and he went off, but I think it, he should be fine. But I mean, there's just, you know, we it looks like every week we talk about budget options, but it seems now that we can't even call them budget options anymore when it's normal for all the pl- pl- the the main players, or not main players, but for them to be so cheap and effective at the moment. It's just quite incredible. The, this season, is the, we, we in terms of value, it's just been giving us. Yeah, there's huge value at the moment, and yeah, I think, like we spoke about, I think uh, I, I wouldn't be rushing for for a guy like Brozier just yet. Um, definitely, definitely, Tony is top of my list. So at, yeah. at, at a similar price point, I think that's 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 the way to go. Yeah, and uh, then Spurs and Manchester United. Now, 
Wow, uh, I don't know what to make of this one here because both managers are really under pressure at the moment. And uh, I mean, I've got Son from there, so obviously I'm interested in this fixture, you can imagine. But what do you make of this fixture over here? It's probably one of those where I look at it and I would think Spurs at home probably have to be favorites. But looking at maybe the lack of creativity from Spurs as well, I wonder if that may, may hurt them, uh, considering that though United haven't been great, but they're still capable of scoring. Yeah, I, th- I think there'll be goals in this one. It's uh, it's projected pretty high on the goal on the goal list. Um, United twenty six percent for a clean sheet. Spurs twenty one percent. So I think we'll see some goals. And uh, uh, Spurs at one point three three expected goals, and uh, United one point five eight. So yeah, I, look, I, I don't think I think both defenses are pretty much in disarray. So I, I, you know. I, I, probably favor Spurs defense over, over United's defense at the moment. United look like they're just all over the place. So like I said, I think I'll, I'll probably be targeting this fixture this week and, and look at bringing Son in just because I'm getting a bit scared not to own him at this stage. <laughs> yeah, Son is one of those fun players as well. He's just so awesome to watch. So it, it, it's like when you have him in your team, it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and and the thing is, because he takes all this, the, what, free kicks, uh, corners, you know, and so on. You know, those players like that, he shoots a lot. So they become bonus points magnets as well. So, yeah. It's, oh, it's it's just been announced that uh, Salah actually wants to leave Liverpool. Oh, really? Yeah, he wants to go to Spurs so that he could play United again this weekend. <laughs> wow, just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that, that threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that would have, if if you wanted me to end this recording right now, you give me real news like that, then I'll be like, you know what, Craig, good night. <laughs> we'll, we'll resume this another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that happened, then you get your triple captaincy chips ready <laughs> for this week. Exactly. Yeah. All right, and then uh, look, yeah, I mean Manchester United. What a sh- what a surprise! Didn't expect that over there. But for now, I think, considering that they, even if they even that even if this past weekend's result didn't happen, look, the defend the, the fixtures are so poor anyway that they are no go at the moment, right? But isn't it like a? It's quite an interesting when you look at the state that United are in and, and then you look at maybe for the past five, six weeks, from an FPL perspective, there's just no United asset that you want to own. And, no, there, and, and there, we, there's, there's just, just not one, yeah. There's just not a single one and, and, I, and we're sort of seeing it in their, in their actual results. I mean, Ole is under huge pressure. I mean, I can't believe that he's, he's survived, surviving the week as it stands and it sounds like he's going to be in charge on the weekend. So. Well, they, 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 they're trusting the process. Ole's at the wheel, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but look, you know what? That, yeah, oh, that, that was brutal. And yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over there because there's, there's a lot of players with high ceilings, good potential, but yeah, the... Performances just don't justify it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think just just a hard avoid at this stage. Really, really not showing any value at all from a from a player in a United shirt. Yeah, and then on Sunday's fixtures, Norwich versus Leeds. 
So now I think they, there's supposedly a, a fixture swing for Norwich, which I don't know what that actually means for a club like Norwich who have been so poor anyway, because their fixtures supposedly get better. But Leeds going over there, you think, okay, if you had somebody like Rafinha, who's now also another one in my starting lineup. So Mbeumo and Rafinha went off before 60 minutes. Yeah. So uh, in in my team from this past weekend, but you think, but then Rafinha after the game he posted that he was fit. He said he's fine, whatever. Which I don't trust players when they self-diagnose anyway, mm. because they always want to play. So that will be one interesting one to look out to to see if Rafinha is fit. But if he is, I mean, sure, you think that he'll be a dead star, dead on nailed on starter in your in in your first eleven. Yeah, it's going to be a good fixture for Leeds. I mean, anyone playing Norwich at the moment, you you obviously want to want to have them in your team. And if Rafinha is fit, I mean, wait for the press conferences. Um, usually, we get pretty good news from Bielsa. So I think uh, if he's fit, you have to have him in. If he's not fit and he's going to, and, he, and he's ruled out, then then make that change because I, I don't think uh, you know they don't exactly have the easiest uh, uh, run up coming. They've got Leicester, Spurs, Brighton. And they've been For quite me, poor anyway. They've this been season. quite poor. Yeah, Rafinha yeah. seems to have a like a niggly injury that he's carrying at the moment. He's only playing sixty odd minutes at, at, at best. I think you know, keep him for the Norwich fixture if he's fit. Otherwise, I think it's time to move on. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. I'm, you know, I, I have to make some big decisions around him because he's one of my favorites. I suppose you know, every 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 FPL manager has those favorites that those players that they want in their team, and he's one of those. But yeah, I, you know, I might need to make a decision on him soon. And I suppose even Leeds' defense is so poor anyway that even if they're playing Norwich, I wouldn't trust them. So I won't even go there as well yeah there's i mean there's nothing to talk about when it comes to norwich yeah <laughs> and then uh and then villa and west ham so villa have had two you know poor results over the last two weeks and uh and now you know first wolves had a comeback win against them and then they got really really you know um, outplayed by by arsenal and uh, West Ham seem to be one of those teams. They just—they're not going away. They're here to stay. Mm. And Antonio is the—the the, the FPL legend is the gift that keeps on giving, you know. So yeah, and but you mentioned Leon Bailey earlier as well. Mm. Now, defensively, the fixtures were starting to look a little bit better for Villa, but they're not—we're not seeing that in numbers. What you make of them, or well, of this fixture at the moment? Then? Um, look, I think Villa, Villa have a decent run coming up. I think this fixture in particular will be there'll be some goals in it. Um, I wouldn't be backing in any of the defences in this fixture for sure. Um, we spoke about Bailey. I think Watkins is another one from Villa that I think is is pretty good value. Um, so I'd be going with Bailey or, or Watkins. They've got a good run. They've got uh, West Ham, Southampton, Brighton, Crystal Palace. I mean, that's not not terrible. It's all sort of average fixtures. But yeah, yeah. If you if you pick a decent player for 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 the right price, it, it's it's worthwhile. Yeah, if you can get and like a five million, six million player out of there, then you may be onto something. Yeah, I think Bailey's the clear favourite. But it's just a question of whether he's going to be um, whether he's fit enough to start start games yet. Um, he still still lacks match fitness, so we'll have to wait. On, on news about that um, and then from West Ham I think Antonio is just your set and forget you know I've, I've had a look at it and I considered you know for the patch where he's got Liverpool Wolves uh, City Brighton Chelsea is it is, it, is he a guy that we should be pulling out and, and rotating out and personally I, I'm just going to keep him in my team 
I think uh, I think it's a crazy idea to to get rid of a guy who's just scoring so many goals. Yeah, and there, again, there's so many other players you could think of moving on anyway. That yeah, I, I don't I don't I mean look at it again. You know, I, I mentioned him earlier as the fact that he was one of the players who who, who returned for me. It's just one of those where he's so reliable where. You know, at that price, you don't really need a player. You need him to really be hauling double digits every week. The way the, his rate of returns at the moment is kind of like exactly what you expect, and it's been working out really well so far. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Keep Antonio, and there's no one. Uh, Cresswell, I think, when the fixtures improve, I think Cresswell will be a, will be a decent pick uh, from the West Ham defence. Um, but for the moment, I think it's it's only Antonio that I'm looking at. Yeah. And then last one on on a Monday night, man, I hate these, you know, uh, when, yeah, <laughs> the Monday night fixtures, Wolves versus Everton. Now, Everton just fresh off a hiding uh, the other day. And then Wolves, who, yeah, you know, they, they've been doing all right for themselves. You know, they've been quite resurgent. Uh, but for, for me specifically, I've had Raul Jimenez now for a while. But yet, Huang scoring all the goals. <laughs> What's going yeah. on there, man? Yeah, Jimenez has turned the create into the uh, sort of creator role, um, and it's a it's a decent partnership that they've got going on. It really it really looks good. Uh, Huang is someone that I strongly considered on my wild card. Um, he was in probably ninety percent of my drafts, just because he's just amazing value. But I just don't see Wolves scoring enough goals, um, you know, to 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 really justify having a Wolves, uh, Wolves attacker at the moment. So for me, I've, I've sort of avoided them. Um, but this this fixture in particular against Everton, I mean, Everton have just had five put past them. I would I would imagine that Benitez is going to tighten things up considerably. Um, That's so, what Rafa does. He gets yeah. spooked and then he goes ultra defensive. Tighten the screws. And, yeah. and already, even even before that sort of mindset, this this was the absolute snooze fest uh, fixture of the week at the lowest goals expected. Um, so I think that's pretty much what we're going to see. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't really want to be owning players from either team at this point in, in my FPL team. Yeah, I, I like I said, I moved size on last week and then to to Chilwell which you can imagine that was a great transfer for me and yeah uh, yeah, I definitely have you know uh, Jimenez on my exit list sometime soon because even at that not that I'm like I said worried about price because I have money in the bank but I feel like there's so much value out there better fixture runs to target and so on that I could do better at the moment yeah exactly yeah all right well wow um that was, you know, quite an um, amazing week that we just witnessed. Like I said, you know, earlier, the second highest scoring week, um, game week this, um, this season after game week one. So, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's still following quite an interesting trend of very high scoring game weeks this whole season. Because I don't think I've ever seen a case where, like, you get more 50 and 60 point weeks then you get, you know, your your 40s and so on. But it will be interesting to see now um, how this week uh, shapes up. And yeah, good luck to everybody and hopefully to more points uh, this coming week. Yeah, good luck everyone with your with your captain Mo Salah and uh, <laughs> Clyde, good luck to your team. 
Um, May I yeah. not break any players this week? Again? Please don't. Please don't select any players that I have in my team because I need <laughs> my guys fit. And uh, enjoy the footy this weekend. Awesome, man. Cheers, everyone.